Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring world-famous animal communicator Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey, everyone. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. Log on to thepetpsychic.com. That's thepetpsychic.com. For all things animal communication, you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. Find today's post and put your animal's photo and your question in the comments section. And that way we can see it uh, while we talk to you on the air. You can call us right now at 917-889-2693. The chat room is also open. Um, when you go to our facebook.com slash petpsychicradio page, when you press like, because I hope you do like us, Underneath there, there's a section that says Get Notifications. So we want to make sure you get that or else we, you won't get all of the information um, that we post up there. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Suhara. Welcome to the show. Hey, Laura. How's it going? It's going good. Um, but I have some news to share because I saw in my email I get um, these uh, kind of notifications and there was a pet food recall that I wanted to share, just in case people are eating this pet food. And um, on August 26th, Mars Pet Care US has announced a voluntary recall of 22 bags of pedigree adult complete nutrition dried dog food due to a possible presence of foreign material in four different states, um, which is Arkansas, Louisiana, um, and Tennessee and Mississippi. And I think uh, one of the ways you can tell if you are concerned or if you live in one of these states and then you did buy this kind of dog food is that the Pedigree Adult Complete Nutrition Dry Dog Food um, code uh, underneath, it was sold at the the Dollar General Store, and each um, product has a code. So I'll post that um, in our chat room if anyone is interested. And it says um, on the UPC, it was it says the date is best before August 5th, 2015. So if it has that on there, you might want to be concerned. Just in case, you know, want to be notifying everyone. Yeah, I'll post them on our Facebook page too. Okay, good. Good, yeah. good. That's all. That's my, that's right my only little announcement that I have. How about yeah. you? Yeah, it is all as well. I think we just get right to it. Get right to it. All yeah. right. Let me see who I can find in here. Uh, let's see. Let's see here. We're going to take uh, Lola, the light gray pit found with mange. They're treating her holistically, and they want to know where she wants to live. So let's find out how they're doing. Here we go. Oh, yeah, there she is. I see her on the Facebook page. Okay. Hey, um, is it, how do you pronounce your name? Hi, it's Saren. Oh, Saren. 
Saren, um, so tell us a little bit about Lola and uh, how did you find her, where did you find her, and what's been going on? Okay, um, actually a friend's daughter found her. She's a vet tech student and her and her friend found her on the street. Um, and she had a pretty bad case of mange, so we've been treating her with MMS and ozonated olive oil, and it's doing really, really well for her. Most of her hair is coming back now. It's been a couple weeks, and she's been, uh, she's been doing the tour. She stayed with the friend, she stayed with the other friend, and then she might come stay with me. So we're all fostering and doing what we can to help her out. Um, she's really well-behaved, really well-socialized, and uh, the time that I spent with her, she gave me one of those deep, like, look in the eyes where she turns kind of monkey eyes, you know. She's, like, really, really wise, and there's a neat consciousness in there. Um, I got a little taken aback because I was wondering if she was my dog who had passed, reincarnated, but I don't think so. Um, Laura, you've read First Styles, my uh, my pickle oh. who had passed. Yeah. Yeah. So, um in the meantime, I guess we're looking for what would be ideal for her. Like, what would she, where would she like to live that would be really conducive to, you know, what kind of life she wants to have? Was Charles the one that had the issue where we thought that maybe he'd fallen off the bed, but he got sick really fast, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. Okay, hold on. Let's get Lola. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, Lola. And so when she said that, she, that where does she want to live, is it one of the fosters or is it somebody new or just like in general, what kind of home do you want? Yeah, I feel like in general, if it's not, well, if it's not styles, then yeah, <laughs> it is, right. and I missed it, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not proficient yeah. at this stuff like you are, darling. <laughs> but, um, if it's not him, just in general, what kind of atmosphere, like, would she like a family or you know, an older person or, you know, what would be her ideal? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let's get her. She said she knew Styles. He was my friend that helped me get rescued. He said you need to meet my mom. And he said that my mom needed someone to love. So I think I'm supposed to be with her. <laughs> she says she's kind of open. Because if it's not the right time, I understand, but I feel like I'm in the right place. I've done a lot of practicing at being good. And I just like somebody who would love me. I like treats out of people's hands, and I like to be told things to do. I want to learn, and this person who you're talking to, I liked the way she looked me in the eye. (laughs) I thought, do we know each other? I kind of got that feeling, too. Oh, that's interesting. That's so sweet. It was a really remarkable moment, you know. It was like, whoa. So, okay, well, there's a chance. No, I don't remember. Do you have another dog or are you? No, I don't. 
and right now I'm living with my mom, and she's, you know, she's 72. She gets around really well. She's very active, but, and she was considering adopting a dog, but not sure if she wants the responsibility. And I thought that might be a really, you know, we could take her here, but I would be able to, you know, help her out. She's saying she's really good with moms. I'm really good with moms. But I think okay. that fat mom needs a littler shaggy dog. She likes something she can put her fingers in. Is that true? <laughs> Maybe, but, I mean, she was in love with Styles, and she said, I'd love a Styles, but a little bit smaller, and Lola is. So. Oh. And I don't think she's my mom. Okay. She says, the reason why I think it is I'm not feeling magnetic towards her. Okay. But her daughter, I'm feeling very magnetic. (laughs) (laughs) If I can keep her, I will. I'm transitioning right now, like looking for a new place and stuff. So if it's possible, I'll keep her. And I guess... And she sounds like she's going to tell you who she's magnetic to. You're going to see. She's going to look like a Velcro dog. Okay, okay. Like when she finds the person she really wants to be with, she'll be like stuck to them. That's our clue, that magnetic sensation she has. Okay. Can I slip in a quick, quick other question about her name? Because some people are calling her Kara, and I've been calling her Lola. (laughs) Which name she likes better? She says she likes Lola. Okay, okay. Much better the way it rolls off the tongue. I agree. <laughs> okay. I wanted to give well, her like a holy name, so yeah, like like Lourdes for so for Lola. Okay, thank you so much, Laura. We'll do all we can, and if I can, I'll keep her and you know add her to the pack when Styles we arrive. <laughs> yeah, keep us posted. Okay, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate sure. it. Thank you. Oh, Lola. I like how she says it rolls off the tongue. Lola. I know. Yeah, it does. Now she has met Styles and she knows Styles. Mm-hmm. I like that. About yeah, Styles that's so... guided her. Mm-hmm. So neat. It happens. It happens all the time that our animals on the other side guide the new ones to us. Or even just animals that are supposed to come through us, they guide them to us. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, I've been, you know... I was skeptic before, but I'm seeing it as we've been doing this show. I've seen it time and time again, you know. It's pretty amazing. Okay, so we have a very special guest. Um, We have Jill Anderson from ShadowsFund.org. And um, Shadows Fund is a rescue for senior dogs and pit bulls. And she's going to tell us today a little bit about their Bright Beginnings program. So let's learn all about that stuff. Uh, Jill, tell us, first of all, uh, a little bit about how Shadows Fund began and then let us know about this new program that you're having. Okay, great. Hi, Laura. Hi Um, there. Hi. Shadows Fund started in 2009 um, after Cody and I lost our senior dog, Shadow. He was... um, he was a dog we had adopted. We responded to an ad on Craigslist, and some folks had find him, found him tied up to a tree outside of a shelter uh, with a note on his collar that said he's too old. Mm. So he went to the shelter at 15. <laughs> Sorry. 
And that's how we learned about him. There were volunteers at the shelter that couldn't add out, so we decided to adopt him. And he lived with us for a year and a half. <laughs> it was an amazing year and a half. Uh, he really loved our ranch and going with us to feed the horses and laying under the pear trees. And when he passed, we were very devastated and decided to do something to keep his memory alive and to help other senior dogs. So that's how we started Shadows Fund and in, in experiencing animal shelters and seeing what was going on, we quickly realized that just like seniors are passed over because of their age, uh, pit bulls are often passed over because of their breed. <clears throat> so we expanded it to that as well. Sorry, guys. <laughs> just, <laughs> the rescue keeps me so busy. It's uh, been a while since I stopped and talked about Shadow. A little bit emotional. Um, so we've been doing this for uh, six years, rescuing senior dogs and pit bulls. And one of the things we've realized is that all of the young pit bulls, the one-year-olds, the two-year-olds that go into shelters, once they get there as adults, they have very little chance of getting adopted. So we started looking at ways to cut off the supply and sort of address the problem, uh, in our opinion, where we think it begins, which is in backyards around the community, all of these sort of backyard bred pit bull puppy litters that aren't uh, necessarily going into the right hands or, or aren't going into homes that are prepared to make a lifetime commitment. And they grow up and then they end up in the shelter. So the, the Bright Beginnings program is a program designed to take what we consider at-risk litters of pit bull puppies. So these are the litters that are being sold on Facebook and Craigslist and kind of, you know, just come get the puppy sort of thing. We take those pups and we keep them in foster homes and until they're four months old. And in those foster homes, they get their full medical care. They get spayed or neutered. They get um, trained and socialized so that when they go into their homes, they go as little ambassadors. Um, and we know that they're going to stay in those homes and not end up in a shelter. We know they're not going to reproduce. And we know that um, we're going to start cutting off the supply of these dogs mm -hmm. just just endlessly going into shelters as adults. Wow, so that's far, so amazing. We, we started the program in February, and so far over 90 pit bull puppies have graduated oh. our program. And wow. we think it's going to, in the next couple of years, start to make a real dent in our local community and the number of pit bulls we see going into shelters. And what I, what I hope to talk to Laura about is we recently rescued a litter that's very young, uh, we learned about them through a, a friend who uh, saw them at a grocery store. Their owner was attempting to sell them at uh, two weeks of age, um, you know, basically to strangers. So we got in touch with the person, and we were able to convince them to keep the puppies with their mom for another couple of weeks. But by the time they got to be three and a half weeks old, uh, the owner just wanted the puppies gone. So we had... We had the option to either let her sell them to anybody she met on the street or to take the litter ourselves. So we stretched it out another half a week and picked the litter up at four weeks old. And though I know that they're in safer hands, it's always heartbreaking to take such young pups away from their mom. Yeah. And I just wanted to kind of check in on that litter and see if any of them have anything to say. They're, they're in a foster home now. We've put them in three different foster homes. Um, 
in groups of no no less than two, so they're in, in pairs with buddies that they know, and one foster home has four. So I just would like to know if any of them have anything to say, if they if they feel okay about their situation, if they're still confused. Okay, so they're so little, right? Like what you said, they're how how many weeks are they old now? They're like they're, four weeks old. Yeah, they're four weeks old. Yeah, so the, most of what they'll say is going to be very much confined to their immediate environment, and it may not even be like branched out to the whole household. It might be literally like what they're feeling and what they're like seeing just in their you know two three feet of an area. But um, okay. we'll see. And um, I'm looking at the picture of them, and what you do is so neat. I just think it's such a great um, service, and especially for these little pities and giving them a a great start. And um, I'm going to talk to the one that's in the front in the picture that has a little, like, like white nose with the little two black dots on it. It looks like he has a green collar. I don't know if they all have the same collars on as they do in this picture, but... Um, okay, no, they all have different colors, so I know who you're oh, talking they do. about. Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay, but you can see who he is. He's up in front. He looks like he's the biggest of them all. Or she, <laughs> I'm not sure. But let's. I'm going to get that one first. Okay. I'm doing well in the house. He says he misses suckling more. So he's saying, like, he wants to drink more. Okay. He says he kind of want, wants wet pets. So it sounds like he's missing a little bit his mom grooming him, you know, like being licked. Okay. And I liked my ears licked. Okay. I feel full in my belly. But sometimes I wake up and I feel alone. So I think he's just missing, like, the whole litter and his mom, and he wakes up and he just is, like, not that connected. Okay. But when people come, I feel connected. Okay. I'm going to talk to that little one that is, like, more of, like, a like a reddish color, like an amber color, the, the one in the middle. Um, okay. Sometimes I want to run really fast. I want to move fast. And I know that when I grow up, I'm going to be the fastest one of all. I miss my mom's smell. And I miss the other dogs, too. But I like getting held close to people's chest. That warmth is really comforting. Super cute is that. You know what? I'll talk to them all really quick, going clockwise, starting at the little blonde one that's lying down, and then I'll go, like, clockwise. Okay. She says she likes strong smells. I want food already. Sort of like a meaty food. And I like rubbing on my back, meaning like she likes to, to go over on her back. So I'm 
sometimes, like, when they talk about things and they're this young, like how she says she wants some meaty food, I don't know if she can eat meaty food yet, but but they um, they can remember their past lives and things that they ate in their past. Mm-hmm. So it looks like ground hamburger meat or something ground. The one okay. that's lying on top of her says that he remembers bones. I remember eating lots of bones. And I like winds. I like any type of wind that blows on me. I don't know if there's a fan near there or like an air conditioning. There, there's actually a fan. There's a little fan because it's it's warm. They're in San Diego's Valley and it's warm. And so the room they're in has a fan blowing on them. Oh, how cute. He <laughs> likes that. I love that. <laughs> so cute. Okay. The other one says, I like sunshine. I think the warm feeling is the best. And I also like being held in a towel. You can hold me in a towel anytime. That's that other little black one that's next to the next to the blonde one. And then we spoke to the, the blonde one, so we're going to go to the next blonde one. I get really sleepy. Sometimes I have a pain in my belly. I don't know why, but it's bad. It kind of bothers me. Do you know how is that one doing? Do you know? Do I? Do I know do how you know that how one's that doing? Do you know how that one is doing? Yeah. Yeah, they're um, both. The foster said that they're doing really well. They're they're eating well and they're. Okay, so just remember that that little one has a kind of a bellyache. Okay. Um, and then no, the other one with the, with the stripe on his nose. He says he wants a home with a fast runner, too. I really like fast running. And I like car rides where I can stick my head out of the window. So that one's remembering a past life, too. You know, or, like, know something about how a dog should live. Because typically at this age, they don't know about car rides and fast running, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's neat. They're so cute. Yeah, they are. They're just, they're so tiny. So, Jill, um, tell us where you are working out of. Like, do you guys do... Southern California only, or do you branch out? Where are you getting these um, we, dogs? We, we do branch out. Our, our primary focus is Santa Barbara County, and, okay. um, but we do have a couple of fosters uh, in other areas. For example, we have some, some contacts up in San Francisco. We have a foster down in Malibu. Uh, so we will occasionally pull uh, at-risk puppies out of other areas and send them into those homes. Um, mm-hmm. It's not as as large, and I think we've done that with about a dozen puppies versus you know eighty or so up, up here in Santa Barbara. Um, okay, and where can um, our audience, if they want to help out or get involved with uh, the Bright Beginnings program, how can we do that? If they go to our website at shadowsun.org, we have a page for our Bright Beginnings program, and they can learn about the program. They can find out how to foster or adopt a puppy. They can also choose to support our, we call it our Puppy Scholarship Program. Um, it, 
we figured that it takes about $360 per puppy for the whole duration of the program. So that's their food and their supplies, their medical care, their spay-neuter surgery, their dewormer, everything they need from the time we get them to the time they leave. So people can donate toward that amount. They can donate that full amount. They can set up monthly payments, and we call it giving a puppy a scholarship. Um, so people can support that if they want. Um, and then they can also, there's a link there to follow our Bright Beginnings Facebook page, which has photos of all the incoming litters and has updates on how they're doing. And then also we post once they're adoptable, so you can see the dogs who've graduated the program and are ready to go into home. That's so awesome. And uh, is it Shadow Fund or Shadows Fund? Shadows Fund with an S. Okay, great. So shadowsfund.org. Uh, for all you listeners, uh, go to shadowsfund.org to get all the information for Shadows Fund. Thank you, Jill, so much for being on our show again. You are always a great guest, and uh, we love everything that you do for these animals. So thank you. Thank you both so much, and thank you, Laura. And we'll look in on the little guy with the belly ache. Oh, thanks, Jill. Thanks for all you do. Thanks. Thanks, Jill. Again, that was Jill Anderson from shadowsfund.org. Um, with an S, shadowsfund.org, and you can get all that information. And, you know, during the holidays or Christmas birthday gifts, whatever, maybe you can ask for a donation instead of a gift, you know, and support um, a puppy in need. That would be a good gift. What do you think, Laura? Great gift. (laughs) I think that's a great gift. Yeah. So you could do that. Um, all right. We're going to go to callers. Uh, we have Pat calling about Chance, who has a parasite in the bone. He's on Facebook. Uh, you can find Facebook and go to today's link, and you'll be able to find, find Chance there. I don't see it because I haven't refreshed my Facebook. So maybe you guys can all see I bet it's because we didn't refresh. Oh, no, I just refreshed. Really? Okay, I'm going to look. I kind of like doing this because, like, everyone's probably doing this, too, with us. Okay, I I can't find Chance either. So, anyhow, um, Chance is a black and tan hound. So, let's talk to Pat, and she could tell us uh, more about it. Pat. Hi. Hi, can Hi. You, so tell us um, what what's going on with Chance with this um, parasite thing. Okay, I, mm-hmm. I found the pictures. It's under photos of Pet Psychic Radio. I found it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, let's on see. our Pet Psychic Radio page. Huh? Or did you post it under the under our um, under the post that's pinned to the top? Up top where it says photos of Pet Psychic Radio over on the left, that's where I found it, not under photos. Mm. It's it's a picture of close-up of he and I. I'm in a cap, a winter hat, and he actually I looks like it. maybe a beagle. I you see, do? yes. I where see it see under, it? not under the comments, but it's in, under the, um, under... Yeah, it's under the uh, under the um, photos of Pet Psychic Radio. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wish I was born 200 yeah. years ago. I'm just not great with this stuff. Oh, that's okay. Amazing. Just... <laughs> anyway. I don't see a section that says photos by Pet Psychic Radio. 
It's over on the left. Yeah. It says that, that and then photos and then albums. Okay. Oh, okay. No, I don't see it, but that's okay. It's cool. I got it. I'm gonna post it on um on our timeline, so it's all good. Go okay. ahead. Great. Thank okay, you. So anyway, Chance Chance was going to be put down. He was tormented for the first couple of years of his life, and I took him to foster him and realized I wouldn't find a home. So I've had him for four years. I adore him. He does have fear, aggression. He um, <clears throat> probably came up from the south with ehrlichiosis. It's a tick-borne disease, and it's parasites in the bone. So it's a pretty tough one. He had to go on 30 days of antibiotics. He's now on a natural treatment through my nutritionist. It's, it's antibiotics, but it's natural. And I'm wondering if, if, you, if he can tell you, if you can see how he's doing. But also, I'm living in a really sort of bad, dangerous situation, and I'm moving out. I've been going through a lot of stress, and now with the idea of moving, and I'm moving into a caretaking position, so I'm moving into someone else's home. He's starting to lick his paws and scratch, and I'm wondering if it's stress or if it's something else, and should I get him to the vet? Mm, okay. Let's get him. And Laura, I just posted it to I posted it to the um, Facebook page, and so it's on a post. So if you go back to the thank you for your help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I still don't see it. So maybe there's something wrong with my with my refreshing. So it's not under today's post. It's just on the page. I don't see it. Okay, I don't see it. I. So um, yeah. So just. To, we, I'm so sorry to ask you to do this again, but will you just tell me what he looks like just so I have a clear picture in yeah. my head? Cause he, he's, he's a black and tan hound, but, but lots of people ask if he's a beagle. He's 65 pounds, but his face looks like a beagle. But okay. a lot of people think so. Let me get him. Let me get him. And his name is Chance. He says he's not feeling that good in his body. He says that there's a part of him that feels even weaker. He says he feels like his body is attacking itself. And he says he doesn't really feel like it's stress. So what is what? He says he doesn't really feel like it's stress. It feels more okay. like it's uncomfortable from the inside out. Okay. He has like a, um, you know, he kind of has a feel to him. Like, is he on antibiotics now? Because he kind of feels like, um, the only way I can explain this is if you put a bunch of cotton balls in your mouth and you chew on the cotton balls, that's how his whole feeling, the whole body feels. Okay. Do you think I should stop the, you think it's, it's too much um, of the natural antibiotics. You think he's done with the treatment? Well, I'm not a vet, so I can't give you that. Yeah. I can't tell you what to do there, but maybe like a holistic veterinarian could tell you what to do. Um, yeah. See, I mean, sometimes they have that feeling just when they're on the antibiotics, and they just need to have that feeling until it gets cleared. Um, yeah. 
with like his licking, I feel like also is because of that feeling in his mouth. So he's licking his toe. Well, let me see about his paws. He says his paws are burning. He says they hurt inside his toes. And um, so that feeling of him hurting, like, inside his toes, sometimes that's like a yeast feeling also. So is he not on any – you want to make sure that his food, he's not on any grains or corn or chicken. Sometimes lamb will make them feel that way. I cook for him, and I give him rice and oatmeal and chicken. Well, it might be the rice. I mean, oatmeal usually is a little bit better, but it might be the rice and chicken, unless you're doing, like, free-range, non-antibiotic, you know, chicken. But you might want to think about – you might want to think about doing another meat, but maybe it's the rice. Okay. Um – he says he wants to feel better. Like, he feels congested also, like he's having a hard time, like, almost breathing. Like, he feels very, like he's had allergies. Yeah. But that might be just the med- meditation he's on. Did you say he's on holistic form of antibiotic, or is he on Dr. Yeah, yeah, there's a nutritionist I've worked with, and she cured him of his Lyme disease through natural supplements. And so she now has him on, she says they work like an antibiotic. And uh, I put him on 30 days of regular antibiotics, and now he's on this. And the ingredients are um, garlic, Oregon, grapefruit, echinacea, myrrh, plantain leaf and beet propolis. Maybe he's just detoxing really heavily, and that's why he feels really bad. I mean, those are all things that are really going to detox him. Yeah, and he's been on it now for over uh, probably a couple of months. Oh. Yeah, maybe I would talk to her. Maybe I would retest him. Maybe you should do a tick panel again and retest him to see how the lictospirosis looks. Maybe the yeah, he's going to be tested with the vet on the 11th. Um, oh, that's good. That's going to tell you a lot. But that that's, tell you. That's, that's, you know, a couple of weeks away. And I was, uh, so this, this feeling that he's not feeling good, can you, can he tell you if it's serious? Well, to me, it doesn't feel good, but you know, it's, it's really hard to say, like, when we say is it serious, because I don't know if you've ever had the flu really bad where you feel like you're going to die, but, you know, you just have the flu and then you get better. So yeah. it's, it feels bad to me. It, it feels okay. the same. I mean, it feels like like lictospirosis would feel, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'd want to do another... I can't really give you medical advice, but I would want to do another tick panel, and if his levels are still high, I would do the three weeks of doxycycline and just kick it out. Oh, we've already and done that. You we have, did that initially. Yeah, so I don't know. I would maybe tell the the holistic practitioner what he told me and see yeah. if she wants to switch it. But Okay. Like, Tell her that he feels like he's got, like, allergies all through his body and that it feels like 
he's um, got like that cotton ball feeling. That's what it feels like, which is really like okay. body in the head, like, like, you know, doesn't feel okay. good. Can I ask you um, how he's going to do with the move? I'm going to be taking care of an 88-year-old man, and we'll be moving into the house. Okay, and then I'm going to have to get to my next caller. So, Chance, honey, what okay, do you think about the move, honey? You're going to be okay with the move? He says if he's with mom, he's okay. If he's with mom, what? He says he feels like if he's with you, he'll be okay. But he also okay. feels like he's not able to swallow. I think he's having, like, serious acid reflux. Okay. Um, tell the holistic practitioner. Maybe she'll wean him off that other stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, um, acid Yeah. So, yeah, Pat, so what, Laura, can you explain again real quick um, about the acid reflux? Yeah, that he feels like he's not swallowed, like he's like there's all this liquid coming up, and then he's having a hard time swallowing it. Mm, and, okay. Um, with acid reflux, I mean, it could just be the rice. It could mm-hmm. be that you know she's there's too many herbs he's on, and he needs more of a like simple remedy. It could be he's out of alignment. I mean, it could be many things. But the holistic practitioner should have something to work with. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, Pat will have to let us know. Um, when this is kind of off, well, it's kind of related to the subject, but when mm. an animal has like acid reflux or whatever, you know, how Chance was saying, how they, they didn't feel very well, do you mm. feel that when you're translating? Yeah, like for me right now, like I feel like I can't swallow. So, yeah, oh. I feel like there's all this liquid in my mouth and I can't swallow. So many times, like, I will, I'll feel it in my body before Mm -hmm. they even tell me. So, like, I'll be doing a session, if I'm doing a private session, like, all of a sudden I'll have this really bad pain behind my eye, or all of a sudden my, like, I was talking to a horse yesterday, and, like, all of a sudden my shoulder was killing me. And so then I have to ask the animal, do you have this pain? But, you know, sometimes they'll tell me and they'll send it, and then I feel it at the same moment they tell me. But yeah. a lot of times I'll get up in my body and they're not even telling me. I'm just tuning into them and I'm just feeling it. And that's really important for people to know because if I didn't know that that happens and if I didn't ask the animal, I might be like, oh, gosh, I'm just been hunched over my computer all day and my shoulder is hurting me, you know, or like, yeah. oh, gosh, Or even you know, like, be- what about your own personal, you know, like you might think that you're actually – not well. Yeah, right. Look, when I was a kid, when I was in elementary school in fourth grade, I sat next to this kid that had ulcers, and I was, like, constantly having stomach aches, and I would be like, oh, my gosh, I have the worst stomach aches. And then I would get to the hallway. They'd send me to the nurse. I'd get to the hallway, and I'd be fine. And I'm like, gosh, now I have to do you know, I have to go to the nurse. I'm like, fine now. And yeah. it wasn't until I was, like, I don't even know when, like many, many years later, probably when I was like late teens, where I heard that that kid had ulcers. So I didn't even oh. know he had ulcers then. So oh. I didn't know it was like 
It wasn't. And my parents were like, something's making you nervous at school. But it wasn't. It was making me nervous. Like the kid had an ulcer and I was picking it up. Right. And oh. I think a lot of empathetic people are doing that all the time and they don't even realize it. And I think that there's a huge population of people who are doing that and they don't realize it. Like you walk into a room and you sit next to somebody and they're depressed and all of a sudden you just don't feel right. You don't know yeah. why. So I think it's really important to always get to be checking in with, okay, is this mine? Is this theirs? Is this somebody next to me? Like, whose is this? And how do I clear it? Right. Personally, all I have to do is acknowledge it, and then it goes. You know, if I acknowledge, it's like, okay, I feel that pain, and then I let it go. So do you not have, do you not feel the acid reflux now? uh, No, I don't feel it now. But, like, when we did this, um, we, I and I went and we spoke to this bear. Remember that bear that we spoke to? Mm -hmm. And I was like, and they were feeding him, like, coffee nips and Starbucks coffee. Remember that? They were feeding yes. cheese uh-huh. puffs, right? Yeah. The next day. And mar- marshmallows. It was marshmallows. Marshmallows, right. The next day, I could not walk. I was thrown at my back. I was, like, in so much pain. Like, my back, my lower back was in pain. And um, I had to go to the chiropractor. It was in so, I was in so much pain. And um, I was telling the chiropractor about this is this instant and she's like oh you know the lower back is the kidneys and that bear probably couldn't process all that sugar through its kidneys yeah and so mm-hmm. I took that from the bear wow wow that's so crazy i know because i know you've mentioned this before i was just curious uh when we were just talking to chance if that was actually happening you know physically to you as we were talking to chance and that's yeah it was it was. That's the other so thing about acid reflux that I think everybody should know is that acid reflux is so common within animals. I would say over 80% of animals that I talk to who are over 8 years old have acid reflux because they're on grain. And if you just mm-hmm. get them off grain, they'll stop. And people are like, I don't know why my dog is panting in the middle of the night. My dog is just panting. Or my dog can't settle. He's getting up and he's walking around her. Well, can you tell my animal to stop licking the bedding? Why is my animal licking his paw so much? And it's just acid reflux. And you get them off grain and it will go away. Wow. Well, there you go. That's a good tip of the day. Get them off the grain. Uh, we have our next caller who is uh, Stephanie with uh, Jormag the Python. So, uh, Stephanie, so cool. Um, tell us a little bit about Jormag. How old is Jormag, and how did you get Jormag, and what's going on with Jormag? Okay, um, we bought him from a breeder about two years ago, so he's roughly like three years old. Um, and he's you know, perfectly fine, healthy. Uh, yesterday, he started to drool on me a little bit, and then started to like gag but he wasn't making any noises, and um, he was drooling a little bit. But, I mean, he seemed fine afterwards and was fine before that, so I just want to know if maybe swallowed some of the bedding or something. And I also, um, I've been meaning to call in for a while, but, like, I wanted to know, like, if he likes his environment, if he thinks that, you know, we handle him too much or not enough. I mean, I like to give him kisses as if he was a dog, so I wanted to know yeah. if that bothered him. <laughs> Okay, let's get him. And you send me by email this, like, gorgeous picture of him. He's so awesome looking. Um, Okay, let's get him. 
He says he wants to tell his people he really loves them. He says he doesn't always feel like a snake. He says sometimes he feels human. He says he likes different textures. He said he would like his environment to allow that more. Oh, to allow he more texture? Yeah, he says he wants to be able to go on a slick surface. I think he wants to be able to cruise around the house. He really does. Like um, a lot of, because we've done a lot of research, and usually ball pythons are very to themselves in one spot. But he's quite the opposite. He likes to, to cruise around and like be very mm. curious about things. <laughs> mm, yeah. He says also he wants to feel like a wooded feeling on him. It looks like a really thick wood, like. Not like an oak where the grooves are really sort of close together, but more like a tree that has like the the bark is sort of more more it's wider bark. Um, so maybe change the um, the bedding that he has in his in his cage. No, it looks like something he would curl up. Like it looks almost like a um, like a trunk of a tree or a limb. Okay. Well, yeah, he's got, like, this oversized, like, turtle shell-looking thing in his cage. Did he say he likes that? I don't know if it's a turtle shell. It looks like, it looks oh. more like a branch that he wants to go on. Does he have a branch? Yeah, he's got a branch. <laughs> what he's saying is the branch, he wants the branch to have, like, big grooves or, like, big, like, the bark to be wide. Like, it's a certain tree. It almost reminds me of, like, a redwood or something. I mean, I know we probably wouldn't have redwood in the wild. I don't know what trees he would have in the wild, but I would kind of look and see, like, what trees would he have in the wild and sort of match that bark. Okay. Because yeah, there's got something a few different... about the... I'm sorry, go ahead. It, it looks like a deep red color. Okay. And then... he's got a... Sorry, he's got a few different, like types of, like, hides and stuff, and they're all, like, wood-looking. I mean, we tried to match it as close as we could to, like, the outside. Oh, cool. Um, and then I think his, his enclosure is too humid. Okay. Like, it's, there's it's, something about it that feels, I don't know if it's too humid or if there's not enough circulation. Okay, that's interesting, because um, it's, like, a glass terrarium, so um, we actually have a hard time keeping the humidity in, so it needs to be less humid, I guess? Yeah, he likes it with, like, like it feels thick in there. Like, like you know if you steam up the shower mm-hmm. and then you you turn off the shower and you close the door to the, to the bathroom? You know, mm-hmm. that kind of, like, it feels like you need to open up the door so you can breathe feeling. Okay. That's the feeling he has sometimes in his enclosure. So it is, like, he just needs more air circulation. Okay. Um. He says with his gagging, there was something serious going on with his. He said he felt like something was pressing on him. But not far down from his head, really close. He said he didn't know what it was, but it feels like it scraped him, too. You mean from inside his throat? Because um, yesterday, after he was, like, gagging, we kind of just, like, looked inside, like, 
how to hold him and, like, look inside of his mouth to just make sure, like, there's nothing stuck in there? Is that maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's still stuck in there, but it feels like it got raw, which is oh. unusual because I'm sure they, they they eat, like, huge rodents, but uh-huh. it feels like it's scratched. Hmm. And he said, and something felt stuck. So is he okay now? Right hand, it's on the right-hand side, sort of like right below his jaw. Okay. Like, um, hmm. Should we maybe, um, I guess, bring him to the vet and see if they can... Because we look... Like, do you need to go to the vet? What do you think? Do you need to go to the vet? He says he feels like maybe because he feels like he's crooked a little bit. He feels like his head got crooked. He said he also feels like he got his head jammed. Hmm. That's weird. He says, you know that area in my cage where I can slither through and around? Okay, yeah. I got stuck sort of there. Oh. All right. Um. It's so weird because it feels like his that area is so much thinner than the rest of his body. I don't know why he would get it stuck there. But he does feel to me like his head is a little bit crooked to his body. Hmm. Like that's how he feels. And that worries me because I don't know if that's a physical thing. Like did he actually, did he cut something or did he get hurt and he like knocked himself a little bit and so he's crooked or is it like a neurological thing of why he's crooked? Yeah, sometimes he, he does like like spin his head around like he's confused. I was uh, like, um, you know, we've done tons of research and you know, certain, he's not showing, like, all the symptoms of certain things, so I just don't know. And he seems perfectly fine and healthy, so, I mean, Yeah, I guess there is something's up, though. I do feel okay. like something is up. Okay. Um, he says, yeah, there is something up with me. Okay, I mean, like I said, we could just go to the vet and see what they can do. I don't know if they're going to find anything wrong. I mean, we could see. <laughs> Maybe they should do some blood work on him. Okay. Um, yeah. Also... I'd love to know if you like it when I give him kisses. <laughs> That's the most important question. <laughs> he says he likes kisses down his back. Okay. I love that, like down his body. Okay. All right, Stephanie, uh, give us a call back and let us know um, if you do end up going to the vet and give us All an right. update. All right? All right, thank you. Thanks so yeah. much. Oh, how he cool, also- a python. I know, so cool. I love it. He, he says he likes it also, Stephanie listens to the recording, that um, he likes to be you'd. So he likes to be held with both hands, you know, and, and have his body draped like a you. Ah, okay. So, yeah, Stephanie, cool. ma- make sure you do that sometime. Uh, we have, a, I think it's a paranormal cat activity here going on. Um, we have a call. Um, that uh, this cat, I don't know their name, I don't think I have it, but it's a gray short-haired cat, and uh, they have some paranormal. I think it's Kathy with Mitzi. So let's talk to Kathy. Kathy, tell us what is going on with uh, the ceiling fan and your cat. 
Hi, Laura. Hi, I. Um, we have a ceiling fan that turns on by itself. Um, we can only turn it on by a remote, and it was going on and off, or it was going on by itself. So we took the batteries out of the remote, and it still would turn on. And Mitzi is in this room a lot, and she talks a lot by herself in this particular room. And we were wondering who is turning the fan on and what they're, what are they trying to tell us? And she's a Oh, my reader. goodness. Okay, so what does Mitzi look like? She's not on the Facebook page, is she? No, she isn't. Okay, so tell me what she looks like. She is um, she's a short, gray-haired uh, cat, and she's about um, 12 years old, golden um, eyes. Okay. Good. She like a dark gray or a light gray? Um, more of a light gray. Really soft. Okay, let's get Mitzi. But she says she wants to say something else first. I want to talk about my love for my mom. She says she likes to do a walking thing around the house. It looks almost like a walking meditation. Do you do that with her? No. Does she follow you around the house? Yes. So she thinks she's doing like a walking meditation. She says that you walk and talk to her, but there's something so peaceful about it. Makes me feel good inside. So what she's probably trying to say is that she wants you to do mindful walking with her. So, like, if she's following you around the house, just maybe take her on a little adventure and just be really mindful of it. Okay. That's cool. So what's going on with that ceiling fan where you're talking all the time? He says, you, she says, you know that spirit man that likes to drink beer and laugh a lot? He thinks it's the funniest thing. <laughs> Do you know who that is? I think, is it, is it my husband? Did your husband is pass it, away? Yes. Is it Scott? Oh, get out of town. My daughter and I think it's, it's her dad messing with us or trying to tell us something. Yeah, he loves doing it. <laughs> it is him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he used to drink beer? Pardon? Did he drink beer? Yes. Oh, that's him. Isn't that neat? <laughs> so he's just trying oh. to tell us he's with us or is he just... Yeah. So, Missy, what do you think that he wants to tell to tell? the family. Does he want to tell the family anything special? Just to keep smiling and to believe that he's around. He doesn't have any stomach problems. He's doing great. And that has a lot of he has a lot of chess playing to do, and meaning that he's playing chess in heaven. And I don't know if he actually played chess in life, but it could also mean that he's um, he's like like you know being strategic. 
And so he was being strategic, helping you guys in your life, too. So it doesn't necessarily mean check. It can mean be a symbol. Right. Well, I'm so glad nice. it's him because it does yeah, it freaks us out. I love that. Well, it shouldn't freak you out. It should be, you know, he's just really trying to get your attention, saying, it's me, it's me, it's me. Look, I can even do it if you take it out. And, you know, I think that's <laughs> a really special special thing that he can do that with electrical and so know that that's his way so it could be music too could be lights but electrical is a strong way for him to be able to communicate with you and that's like that takes a lot of energy right laura yeah yeah very special the other light goes on and off as well is that him yeah that would make sense that would make sense okay because it's electrical that's it's my daughter's really senior year in high school, and so we just, we've been thinking about him a lot, you know, because we miss oh, him. And... That's so great. So, no, he can follow you, too, wherever, when she goes off to college, he can follow her there, too. Oh, awesome. Hey. Laura, thank you. And your your call, your screeners are amazing, by the way. Aren't they? We just <laughs> they love them. They're awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, all right, well, thank you very much. So, it's my daughter's daddy, then. So it's, it's it nothing is. scary. It's nothing, nothing scary. scary. It's Tim Lawson. Really cool. All right. Okay. You guys feel well. Thanks. Thanks, Kathy. That's so cool. See, our, I know, our animals it. help us communicate with our loved ones. I the whole know. family affair over here. So cool. So, so cool. Okay. okay oh, well, Stormy is up for Stormy Birds of Wisdom. <sighs> Wow, Storm King is ready for his part. Words of wisdom. Stormy, don't make me cry. Stormy says he's so thankful for everyone, for your love and for your calling to him and your sending energy to him. We got lots of emails and posts about wishing Stormy um, health, and he's been really feeling that, and he's been really excited about it. And he's up now, which is amazing, right? And I want to tell everyone, good job. I'm feeling better. <laughs> oh, and what else? Anything else? You have to trust yourself when you feel your loved ones around because dead people are in every home. <laughs> Great. Thanks. <laughs> That's so funny. Dead people are in every home. Yeah, you always have somebody watching out for you. It's kind of creepy, but okay. He, he says, it doesn't matter if they were an old drunk parent. They're still watching out for you. And I don't think he means that from the last caller, but I think he means, like, if you had, like, an alcoholic father like a or, like, an alcoholic mother who you still are resentful towards, sometimes they yeah. change on the other side and they look out for you in ways that they couldn't in life. Aww. That's what he's trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> not about the last caller. <laughs> not about the last caller, no. <laughs> Stormy, you're funny today. I know, little buddy. He is feeling better. He's walking just a little better. All right. Well, uh, for all those callers who called in today thank you so much and if you didn't get on don't worry call us next week we have so many people we try to get to as many as possible every week um so we will try and do that uh tune into the pet psychic radio show next week to talk to the animals until then go to the 
For more tips on animal communication as well as private consultations with Laura, you can like us on Facebook.com slash PetPsychicRadio. And if you're not following us on Twitter already, please do so at the Pet Psychic. See you all next week. Bye, everyone. Talk to you. Talk to the animals.